Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, hour number two. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. All right. It's 5.01 here in the Bayou City. Let's run up to Lake Houston. Let's check in with old John Littleton this morning. John, good morning. What's up, man? Hey, good morning, Captain. Just me and you and uh, all the other sickos, I guess. You know, <laughs> it, it's uh, it's Friday. It's going to be hot. and uh, You know, we'll just, uh, I'm, I'm going to go to the office and do some paperwork. <laughs> Sitting in some air condition. You know, Good I'm day for it, guys, man. That you know, you know, people think guiding is a, it, oh man, life of luxury. But get out there and this stuff for six or eight hours a day. Well, pretty, pretty rough. Pretty rough. Yep. It's not bad if you're you know accustomed to it and conditioned for yeah. it. And, it, uh, yeah. and get in early enough, you know, that, uh, back when I was younger, I'd, I'd just go all day. It didn't matter. But now at my age, <laughs> yeah. I'm looking for that yeah. dock by one o'clock anyway, so I can get in that yeah. truck and it's about 150 in that truck when you pull your boat out of the water. Yeah. Thank God for remote start. Cause yes, <laughs> I used to start. And while I'm getting my stuff together, and it'll be nice and cool by the time I get in there, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it, it, it is definitely hot out there, Mickey. Uh, fish are still biting. I mean, you know, we had our Angler's Quest tournament last Saturday out at Lake Houston and still took over 16 pounds to win, you know. So, that ain't bad. Still, you know, we had, you know, 
getting farther along in the year and the weather hot like it is, we, uh, we, you know, tend to not have as many boats fish. We had 13 teams fish and 10 of those teams had five fish limits. So, you know, I mean, it's still, we're still catching fish. Uh, conditions are good. I mean, it's, you know, the water's hot, but, uh, you know, it's just it's just a grind, you know. You've got to get out there and hopefully we've been catching a few fish early still on top water. You were talking to Brian about gar. I mean, you know, we're we're throwing a frog around and man, those suckers are coming up and annihilating those frogs. And you think, Man, this is a good one, you know. And it's a gar. So yeah, they're and they're they are a, a we're seeing a lot more, I guess, than we normally do out there, just like what y'all were talking about. But uh, heck, they're, they'll get your heart racing, I tell you that, when one will come up and blow up on your frog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they will definitely get your attention, you know, and, and uh, but, uh, and they will tear up a frog, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> I throw a. Look at the snout and the teeth on that nasty thing. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, and a lot of them where, I mean, you know, they'll blow up on it, and you might hook them, or they might have their mouth closed on it, and, you know, they'll come off. But the ones that we do, you know, get a hook in, and you get them up by the boat, you know, it's hard to get that frog out without that. It's tore up, and I throw a uh, you know, one of those pro frogs, and those things are about 10 bucks a piece, you yep. know, and they'll tear them up. Now, I'm telling you that, they'll they'll make it so when you throw it about three times, you've got to squeeze the water out of it because it'll, you know, you throw it out there and it'll just sink, you know. So uh, it's uh, uh, a friend of mine who told me, well, heck, it's been probably a year ago, he told me he takes he takes a little bit of clear silicone, some good water repellent silicone, and puts a thin, thin layer on his frogs. You know, uh, after you know, after a few uses, I I haven't done it. I mean, but you know, I could see where that might work. You know, but uh, everything's pretty good, Mickey. We like I said, we're still catching some fish. You know, um, we don't have anything going on this weekend. I. You know, I don't know where all these people are coming from, but, man, there is some <laughs> recreational boaters out on the lake. Wow. Fresh it meat. <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm, I'm not talking just your normal little, you know, runabout boat. You know, I'm talking about 25-foot, you know, I caught scarabs and and other boats. I mean, you know, big right. boats. And uh, I, I've been trying. You know, I'm not trying to discourage people from coming. They're to just Lake one Houston. stump away from having a bad outing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and you know, I I try to encourage people to go down and launch at some Park. You have a lot more open water. And a lot better parking, you know, and, and you got a five-lane boat ramp and, you know, all this. And, and it's just better conditions to launch and 
to run your boat down there yeah. um, on that end of the lake, down below the railroad track. Because when you get north of that railroad track, north of 1960 bridge, I mean, it's unless you know. You better know you where know, you're running. You're exactly right. And then they get, you know, they, they'll get uh, one or two kiddos in a tube and pull behind the boat. Mm. And uh, it's just not, not real good, you know. Anytime you see water, doesn't mean it's safe. You know, I, you know, there's, especially right straight out in front of Lake Houston Marina, that big old open area right there along 1960, you get away from 1960 a couple hundred yards, and that water's three, four foot deep, and it's stumps and all kinds. Of, heck, we fish it, you know, for bass. Right. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's a little treacherous out there. But, uh, but again, like I said, the fish are biting, Mickey. Everybody's catching them. You just got to have that kicker fish, you know, to, to get into money. Uh, you know, we ended up with 13 pounds. We just didn't, we didn't have a kicker, you know? So right. you got to have that, you got to have that four and a half, five pounder to get you up over that 15 pound mark so you can get you a check, you know, no but, doubt. uh, but I, you know, I don't know. We're catching a lot of fish. We're probably caught, I don't know. 25 bass last saturday and well, that's pretty I'd good bite probably, yeah yeah i'd say probably 15 of them were keepers we were catching a lot of just you know 14 and a half 15 inch fish right that you know throw them on the balance beam you know and you know you they're all equal you know you just pick one and throw one back you know when you're trying to cull up you know, like that, but, uh, catching quite a few, most of them are coming, <clears throat> excuse me, most of them are coming on, uh, plastics, you know, up during the day, you know, you mm-hmm. got to get in them treetops and under boat docks and, you know, stuff like that to, uh, to catch them. That water's a little bit cooler underneath them boat docks and down, you know, down around them old treetops and stuff like that. So, but uh, you know, you can go out there and catch you a few and have some fun. And didn't I saw a lot of guys out there with their noodles out? I'm sure they're. I didn't talk to my guys this week, so I don't know. He might be on vacation or something. But uh, you know, they they probably still catching some catfish and yeah, you know, still catching some white bass. But uh, just hadn't got no reports this week you know, on that, but, uh, oh, well, life's pretty good, you know? All right, uh, John. Well, Hey man, I got to roll out of here, but if somebody wants to call you about some info, how do they get a hold of you, bud? Sure. They can call me on my cell, 281-222-8544. Just give me a call. All right, John, live to survive another 4th of July, buddy. Be safe out there. All right, Mickey. Y'all too. Thank you. We're going to do it. See you, man. Good talking to you. All right. All right. All right. That's John Littleton up on Lake Houston. Well, you know, folks, if you want to know the latest and greatest in fishing, tune in to Texas 
Insider Fishing Report. That's Thursday nights at 10.30 p.m. on Bally Sports Southwest. You can find it on AT&T Sportsnet. This show will give you a fresh fishing forecast before the weekend so you can spend more time catching fish. And Texas Insider breaks down the state into six regions, three freshwater for bass and crappie enthusiasts, and three saltwater for the guys who want to catch trout and redfish inshore, and tuna, wahoo, and marlin offshore. So join Dave Farrell, Bree Gabrielle, and my friend Captain Rick Murphy to know what's hot and what's not every Thursday night at 1030, or you can check them out Friday mornings at 7 a.m. and 5 p.m. on Bally Sports Southwest or AT&T Sportsnet. Check it out. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. My Maria, don't you know I... Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It is 516 here in the Bayou City and... It's uh, going to be another scorcher. Man, breaking news, huh? But uh, <laughs> anyway. All right, well, let's uh, let's run down Texas City Way. We didn't get to talk to this guy last week. He was hiding out on me. But he's back in action this morning. Let's talk to Mr. Dave Fremont down at Texas City Dyke. Boyd's one stop. Morning, Dave. What's up, my friend? Good morning, Captain. Hanging Boy, in you, there. Hanging you lit in. my text lines up last week. What happened to Dave? I said, he's off this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have too many irons in the fire. That's true. Hey, man's man's got to spend time with his family and do things. <clears throat> we uh, we feel like we're uh, our irons are in the fire like crazy right now with the heat and everything. Uh you know the they, weatherman they literally always, are. <laughs> yeah, the weatherman says it's uh it's a hundred degrees, but it feels like a hundred and ten, or feels like a hundred and fifteen. Well, it's well, it's June, but it feels like August. That's all I got yes. to say about it. it. It's there. It's real. I agree. I concur on that one. <clears throat> I took uh, my scroll out to the end of the dike a little earlier. And uh, did some checking just to see what was going on, and uh, it was a, an, another good little trip out there. Made it all the way to the end, and there right. was quite a bit, of, quite a bit of action out there as far as folks fishing. I guess uh, everybody's starting to gear up for this week of uh, the holiday coming up. Not this weekend, but it's all kicking off now. You know, tackle time is. Uh, yes, I guess it it officially started at midnight. I think. Right, uh, and I didn't, I didn't see much, too awful much set up. But they did have some uh, trailers and stuff down at the base of the dike, uh, actually o- over the hump, over Skyline Drive, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it ought to be, a, it ought to be a good one, Captain. It's the sixty-first year, and uh, it's been going on for a while, as you know. Man, it has as long as I can remember, <laughs> and I'm no spring We've, uh, chicken. <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, Texas we've City always uh, time. we've always enjoyed it as kids uh, down in this area, and uh, the the JCs is holding it once again. So oh, the JCs are okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I remember they used yeah. to have billboards up back in the day. Don't miss the Texas City Tackle Time. You know, brought to you by the JCs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember the you billboards know, uh, on one forty six and <laughs> the, yeah, they had it. 
they've had it for most by far most of the years. If I'm not mistaken, I remember there was a spell where uh, it seemed like it was 4-H might have might have yeah. been the, the the main sponsor for a few years of it, but uh, for the biggest part, the uh, Texas City JCs has done a done a good job with it. Um, Folks can get tickets uh, uh, there, right there, where where they do the weigh-in on the dike, or y'all can stop by Good Old Boy to one stop, or Lee's Tackle across the street from us. Um, I think are um, are handling tickets as well uh, for those that are interested. Uh, uh, I, I think it's uh, it's. Fifteen dollars for for the youth, fifteen and under, or something like that. That's let's see, right. that might be something else that's going on. But uh, I was just taking a quick quick glance at it. But anyway, lots of good prizes and uh, a lot of fun. There'll be uh, a lot of stuff going on. Though some folks will be bringing in some uh, some fish. A lot of the ones that come in now with uh, stingrays and stuff like that, they they keep them alive. It's it's, it's hard to imagine they. They load them things up on the boat and keep pouring water on them or something. I don't think they're they're dragging them, but uh, I've watched them. They came in and they weighed one, and then they lowered him on down and watched them swim off there in the in the boat basin. But uh, it's, uh, we'll kind of see how all that goes. It's going to be it's going to be something. I imagine there'll be some nice fish caught as well because uh, I'm seeing some nice uh, spec reports, Mickey. I don't know what's going on around the around the whole bay, but um, there's been a, a smattering of good catches. Uh, I know a couple of fellas that um, come in there at the uh, at the boat ramp right there, the first ramp on the left as you come on the dike, uh-huh. and at uh, the cleaning table there, and they've uh, they brought in some pretty nice fish, just uh, just enough to clean a few and take them home and eat them. And most of them, are from folks I talk to, are getting turned loose, get back out there and get caught again at another time, which is a good thing. And uh, uh, let's see, we've got a jackfish I know got caught yesterday. Somebody uh, had a, uh, a heck of a surprise when it jumped on their line there on the rocks on the dike and uh, gave them a spin. Right. And uh, just, a, just a mix of fish, a few drum and uh, some sand trout. But from what I could see under the lights last night, the water conditions looked pretty good. And, and I saw a couple of small fish caught, a couple of smaller speckled trout caught. It looks like... Uh, that old nasty dredging that they do every year, which is necessary for it to keep the channel deep enough for those old ships to come in to port. But it looks like they've got most of that dredging done, Mickey, so uh, people might not have to be dodging all those pipes and stuff floating around there on the Texas City Channel anyway. Well, that'll keep the water good. And, uh, hey, I think the guys out there fishing at night under the lights on that dike, they're beating the heat and uh, probably doing better than you would during the daylight hours. I I think so. And uh, I was tickled to see just how many many kids kids are out there at that time of night. I was out there not long before midnight and – and uh, it's summertime. Uh, there's some whole whole families out there uh, at the time of the night out there fishing. With got a got a lantern or two going. Some people's got the lights and generators. Some people just got their car parked sideways and they're shooting their headlights out there across the water, just trying <laughs> to light things up enough to be able to see what's going on and maybe attract a little bait. But 
it's all fun. I like seeing those kids carrying on out there, crawling around on them rocks. There's, there's still hope for the world. There's kids that aren't on the computer 24-7. There's some out True. there having fun, <laughs> and scraping scraping their knees and stuff. <laughs> but uh, the moon lit pretty good. I don't know what, what, what phase you call it. I don't know. Uh, we're about 80-something 80, 80 percent, I think. Let me look at it here. Yeah. I got my sheet out. 82% right now. Full oh. moon, First full moon's uh, Monday night. Well, it's coming, and that's bright. Yeah. And, uh, it was real, real. Well, it was totally clear or not, but it was very much a lot of sky showing, and uh, that old moon was shining real bright and pretty. I imagine it's hanging on around the west end now of the sky, but it looked looked good when I was out there. Yeah, it's gonna. Uh, uh, well, it's uh, supposedly already set. It was uh, it was drifting away in the sky when I was coming in the studio this morning, but it was very visible, big and bright. How about that? Well, let's see what we can talk about on the on the bait. Yeah, bait how's the bait things, situation Mickey? at Boyd's for all these Fourth of Julyers? You know, big weekend coming up. Yeah, uh, we're looking pretty good. Looks like the uh, the shrimpers are doing a fine job of uh, of keeping the tanks full and. Uh, uh, this weekend, uh, well, it's just the same old thing. When uh, when old fish start showing up, a lot of folks start fishing. We're we're blessed to have quite a few of the guides fishing that, that do their business around here that will stop by and pick up some bait. And we've got some uh, some good looking live shrimp and some live croaker for for the live bait stuff. And uh, I don't know, I, I look. But I went right by the mullet tank. I don't know if they have any finger mullet or not, but uh, most folks are are wanting the live shrimp and the and the croaker. So I think we'll be able to handle that for uh, for this morning run. Looks like we had at least two, maybe three tanks full of live shrimp, and uh, mm-hmm. looks like looks like we'll be in pretty good shape. I think uh, our neighbors across the street had their flag flying too. So uh, looks like uh, we'll be able to What's handle that place the place called Anita's uh, Lee's. Lee's. Lee's, yeah, Lee's bait. And Back in the day, it was Anita's, right? Uh, Anita's was a little bit further down. They were actually on okay. the dike over the hump. All right. Yeah. Okay, it's but, over the uh, hump on the left. Yeah. But actually, actually, Lee, uh, that's a first name for Mr. Lee Rylat. And that w- there was a Rylat's bait camp. That family uh, right. has been uh, in the shrimping business and the bait and tackle business for many, many years. So, uh, so Lee Rylat has had this store for quite quite a while and then uh, after hurricane ike uh that was it there was everything got wiped out on the on the uh bay side of the floodgate and uh and uh, skyline drive and then there was boyd's and lees that that was left because we were actually protected by that seawall so right. uh but the fine family good folks uh uh them the rylats and the curls uh uh have got family intertwined together and curls is a long-standing in the name in the bait business and shrimping business seafood uh, right. another another fine fine family so anyway we're there's still a few folks hanging around uh trying to take care of business for the folks that want to do the fishing and have all that neat stuff and uh so it looks like things are going to be in pretty good shape as far as uh crawfish which is jason's pet uh <laughs> He he's still uh, still doing a little bit. I think he's still handling a few wholesale orders. Uh, uh, when I was there 
before midnight, there wasn't too much going on at that big old warehouse. I walked in there anyway just to see what was going on. It was empty. I think I was the only one in that in that big old building. But uh, I looked on the cameras a while ago, and it looks like that uh, they did get some uh, crawfish in. I don't know if there'll be any available for retail. I'm hoping that we'll have some to cook there at the Cajun Grill and also at the Santa Fe location. Right. And uh, so if they're so, uh, I'll post something on Facebook, Mickey, and we'll see if see if folks can't still get a little bit of crawfish this late in the season well if you're out on a dock this weekend you get hungry and there's not any crawfish cajun grill's got a lot of good stuff in there to eat i can tell you that i can vouch for that personally (laughs) good hamburger hey good shrimp poor boy fried shrimp i mean all of it it's excellent y'all starter sauce is big time yeah grab up something and uh Go out there on the dock and try to catch a breeze and try to find a little bit of shade and uh Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of eating, uh I guess uh y'all got any blue crab for sale? I know everybody's in the crab mood right now. Everybody's talking about fresh blue crab. We've had We've had a just lot had a text of, by the way. Just came up a guy wanting to know if y'all had any nice blue crabs. Well, I you tell him we appreciate him asking and thinking of us. I, I, I when I was in the store a while ago, uh, it looked like we were slim pickings on on what we had. But we, we've had a lot, and it's coming in daily. Um, right. I don't know. I don't know whether we'll have any this morning. He can roll that uh, number. He can call the number in four zero nine nine four five four thousand one, and uh, and get the latest. They'll they'll post a recording, a fresh recording, up somewhere around. Oh, don't get me to lie. Somewhere around eight o'clock, nine o'clock, they'll have something updated on what they have in the store, in gotcha. terms of table shrimp and crabs. But we've had a lot of blue crabs, and Jason actually called me. Uh, I think when he called me, he was in California. Uh, he says, hey, uh, uh, we've got to do something. We're going to be getting an awful lot of blue crab in, and so we need to not only just sell them live, but we need to come up with some more, do some more cooking stuff. So we're, we, we were uh, bar- what we called barbecue in those crabs. Actually, we weren't barbecue, but we used a barbecue seasoning. We clean them and then fry them there at the grill. And a lot of people love those old fried crabs. There was a place hey, in Port Arthur, beat, man. Yeah, and Port Arthur, there was a place called Sartons for many Sartons. years. We used to drive yeah. all the way down there. We'd sit there for hours eating barbecued crab. I bet you and I were there at the same time with that Probably old oil stuff. That place used yeah. to be so darn packed, man. You didn't know who <laughs> all was in there. We just belly up and get after it, brother. The juice of them crabs would be dripping right off our elbows, man. I mean, we'd just be eating the heck out of them things. But anyway, we took. You can eat them for hours and never get full. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to have a a good beverage or two to wash them down. (laughs) (laughs) But they're, uh, they're good. They're, they're good to eat. And so we were doing that. And I think they still, they still do that when they're, when they've got enough crabs cleaned. But, uh, we're actually going to start, uh, we're going to fire up a pit or two, one in Santa Fe and maybe the one behind uh, Boyd's, and we're going to start doing a little smoke. We're going to smoke some uh, blue crabs, uh, grill them there on a pit, and then we're also, we've also been selling some uh, snow crab legs in Santa Fe and, and at the Cajun Grill. So that's something that Jason's kicked off here in the last few weeks. We're still in the learning stages of making them uh, just right and having them 
fresh and on time, but uh, it looks like a lot of folks like them. I, 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 I've eaten them. I like them okay, but I guess I've eaten a ton of blue crabs for every uh, snow crab I've ever eaten, but uh, yeah, I like them. You know, once you learn how to pick pick those crabs and, you know, eat them properly, it, it makes it worthwhile. A lot of people get frustrated with it because they just hadn't been shown how to crack that shell open and get that good yeah. body meat out of there. And, yeah. You know, pull you know, and if they're cooked some, properly, I mean, you can pull a leg out and a chunk of meat will be on the end of that leg, and you can actually crack those legs open at the joints, and if they're not overcooked, that meat will come right out, and you can eat the leg meat, too. A lot of people don't know do that. There's a, there's a man with experience talking there about them crabs. Hey, I know you like I'm, to you I'm like feeling to a little them. crabby this morning. I may have to go throw <laughs> some traps out this weekend while everybody's fishing. <laughs> <laughs> man, they're out there. I it's hot, though, you. man. Guys, it's, it's oh, hot crabbing man. this time of year. It is. All I got to do is start talking about getting out in there, and I start breaking out in a sweat just sitting in the chair, just thinking there about getting go, out man. in that heat. It's, uh, but it's, uh, get it done early and get it done late. Lay up in the middle of the day. Watch some gun smoke <laughs> or something. <laughs> Leave it to beaver. <laughs> We do a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> Hard that, buddy. Well, hey, man, throw them out a number and everything down there. Somebody wants to come down to boards and pick up some good food for the weekend. Well, thank you, Mickey. I appreciate that. And, uh, as always, I just really appreciate checking with you on Friday mornings. Boyd's One Stop is still located right there at the base of the Texas City Dyke on the right-hand side. It's 227 Dyke Road. You don't even have to look look at the address on it you can't miss it we got all kind of old paint cracking off here and there on spots and a couple of spots might have a might have a fresh coat on it i don't know but we've been there a while and uh we'll we'll be glad to take care of all your bait and tackle needs and if you're hungry we'll fix you up with that too and uh just chomping at the bit main thing is that everybody be real careful out there it's going to get crowded this next week as it well it's crowded already but with uh fourth of july weekend coming up and everybody being off it'll be busy and stay hydrated and have a great time and there we go mickey looking forward to talking right. to you again well dave it's always good talking to you from the home of the supercharged super slimy powerhouse croakers man all right bud Bless well, you. you have a good fourth you, and uh hey <laughs> take care my friend <laughs> thank you captain all right dave see you buddy all right, that's Mr. Dave Fremont down at Boyd's One Stop. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about Texan Roofing. Texan Roofing are the people I trust. They cover Houston and surrounding areas, and Texan Roofing has free estimates on any roof leak repair or replacement. Texan Roofing has the Better Business Bureau A-plus rating with no complaints ever, and they're certified to give the best leak-free warranties in the business. In Texan Roofing, they found the majority of jobs they do they offered the lower price and beat the competition's quality and warranty. Along with honest roof inspections, A-plus management, these are reasons to call Texan Roofing. And when you do, if you tell them you heard about it right here on the Outdoor Show, Tim and all his staff, they'll work directly with you and do a superior job for you. Call Texan Roofing at 281-391-9600. That's 281-391-9600 or texanroofing.com. And please tell them Captain Mickey sent you. Captain Mickey for the Galveston Fishing Extravaganza. That's being held at the Galveston County Fairgrounds. That's at 10 Jacks Brooks Park Road in Hitchcock, Texas. That begins today at 2 p.m. And it'll run through 8 p.m. tonight. 
And then tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And Sunday, July 2nd at 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Load up the family and head out to the fairgrounds and check out great deals on tackle, boats, RVs, and more, along with food trucks, a kid zone, free parking, and $10 wristbands, and that's good for the entire weekend. So get everybody out of the house and get out to the Galveston Fishing Extravaganza this weekend at the Galveston County Fairgrounds in Hitchcock, Texas. That's Friday through Sunday. Don't miss it. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 538 here in the Bayou City. Final segment, and uh, no better way to wrap it up than with Captain Steve Hillman. Let's go down and check his pulse in G-Town this morning. Stevie, what's happening? Oh, man, just getting ready to drop the old battleship in the water and go find yeah. the mother load. I'm still Tell me some lies, baby. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's just a daily grind, man. Nothing's changed. This week was better, has been better than last week, though. Right. I mean, that's that's not saying a hell of a lot, but it's, uh, you know, we're catching fish every day. It's just having to work for them most days. That's it. Same old old deal. But uh, it's my last day for a couple of days. I'm going to take a couple of days off. You lucky dog. Yeah, I'm ready. You deserve it, though. Well, I say I'm taking off. We're going to be staying down at my buddy Jake and Randy's house down in uh, Sea Isle. Me and Kimberly going to stay down there for the weekend. We're going offshore one day, and I think we're going fishing one morning. So still going to be on the water. Just won't be working. Just hanging out with friends. So kind of looking forward to that. Looks like we had a little east in the wind last night. What's it doing this morning? Is it due south or south? It's due south. Right? It's yeah. due south. Hey, when the wind's in the south, they open their mouth. They open their mouth. <laughs> I don't know who comes up with all this stupid stuff. Oh, man, when the wind's in the west, the fishing is best. Yeah, right. Yeah, not if you live in Galveston. Yeah, in yeah. the east, the fishing is least. Give me an That's east right. wind 90 yep. out of 100 days. I'll take it. I'm telling you. But, no, it's just we're in those doldrums right now. It's, uh, like I said, we're... I'm bouncing around the same four or five spots every week, just kind of rotating my crops in different parts of the bay. And, you know, depending on who I have, if we're wading, if we're drifting. Yesterday we weighed fished. Had two new guys, real good guys. They're animals, man. They'd still be wading if I hadn't brought them in. But we, uh, this guy, he hired me to kind of show him the, um, show him some areas around the bay to, to weigh. They, they, they fish down south a lot. And, uh, and so I, it was kind of one of those show and tell type of deals, but, uh, well, actually our first stop, we jumped out and, uh, Steve, he's throwing a silver spoon. That's all he threw all day. It was a silver spoon, quarter That's ounce old silver school. Spoon. Yeah. Well, these guys are old school. They're both, you know, <laughs> they're both like a I mean, you know, they're, Friday they're not young. Bingo on or a hump but, uh, <laughs> or plug and shorty. Guys, <laughs> they're good fishermen though man they've been fishing a long time yeah. anyway we jump out first spot and there's bait everywhere rafts and mullet but none of them were really active they were just kind of docile just kind of blanketing the surface you know every once in a while you'd see one flip it was really really strange but uh but his fourth or fifth cast he hooks up on a red like a man this thing was a giant he landed him it was probably 
40 inch red Ooh. and uh that's the only bite only legit bite we had there and uh probably stayed there too long left there made a long run and uh i told him i said look there's some fish here it's a good place to wait in the summer uh but these are all they're pretty much all little fish and we jumped out and i sent them down one direction and i kind of went the other and i walked into a patch of pencils and just started catching one 14 and a half inch after another and then they turned into like 16 18 inches and uh these guys weren't keeping anything they just kept a couple for uh mm-hmm. well steve kept steve kept some but uh and uh so i waved them over and steve stayed where he was he was like i, he, I lost sight of him and he's over there throwing a spoon on something and and uh <clears throat> And Robert came over there by me, and and uh, I kind of walked to the side. He was throwing a double D, which he wouldn't have much luck on. The double D really wasn't going to work in the area where I was. And I switched him over to that little slamming chicken paddle tail I was throwing on a little eight ounce pro elite uh, assassin head, and, and uh, he started catching them. He caught nothing but but legal fish, but uh, but it wasn't bad fishing. It just it came in spurts. It just but I'm catching them, Mickey. I'm catching them in the same. <laughs> three or four areas every week you know it's just it's it, there's so many areas a lot <laughs> yeah it happens to me so a many. lot too <laughs> yeah man and and nothing over 18 inches all week nothing i mean on the trout side i mean i've caught a couple of pretty big flounder i had one flounder it was like four and a quarter and Ooh, then, that's uh, a good one yeah and then we did we did start catching some slot reds last few days wading and drifting and still catching oversized reds every day there's a couple areas i could go and and, um and you're going to catch well as many oversized reds as you want and it's area areas that aren't likely that don't look like you would catch these giant bulldozers in there look like you'd catch you know just slot reds or rat reds or something like i'm talking two and a half foot of water but uh those damn things have just taken over. They're everywhere. But uh, oh, boy. but no, it started kind of worm worm kind of started turning for me last Friday. I guess we you know, Friday was a decent day. I had two new guys and and uh, we had to work for them. But it, it, we we caught quite a few fish and and uh, and we've caught them every day except Wednesday. I think I had a yeah Wednesday. I had a cancellation and I kind of slept in and I, I I went by myself because I wanted more punishment in the southwest wind. And uh, I dumped the boat in at like 9 o'clock, and uh, I just wanted to go catch a slot red for dinner. That's really all I did was red fishing. And I did catch one on a spinnerbait, but, man, something really cool happened. I know it sounds silly to talk about, but I hooked a gar, like a 60- or 70-pound gar on a spinnerbait in about two two and a half foot of water. And it started stripping drag, and it shot straight up in the air, like five or six feet. I'm not exaggerating. Just doing somersaults. And I still had it on. I, I'm still fighting it. And then he did it again. And the second time he did it, he shook the hook. But uh, I wish I'd had somebody video on that. It was really cool. Jumping gar. It's close to a tarpon. <laughs> it looked like a tarpon, man. <laughs> it looked like a tarpon. James but, uh, used to get mad at me and Blaine. He said, man, you still out there chasing them jumping gar out there in the gulf, man. <laughs> he get mad hey, at we call them Silver King's gar. Those jumping gar are fun. Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. But but no, then I went. Uh, I did that. I caught an oversized red. I caught under. I caught one 23-incher. 
and uh, caught them all in that bass assassin spinner bait. And, and then I went, uh, and it was blowing, man. It was blowing like 17 or 18 by then. And, and I got out and, uh, there's been some stuff I've been wanting to look at. Well, I take that back. I've been checking on this one spot pretty much for the last month occasionally. And it's just been sand trout and gaff top. And man, I pulled in there Wednesday about, I don't know, one o'clock and it's white cap and water's green though. It's pretty. And, uh, man, I caught so many 14 to 14 and a half inch specks. It was insane. I mean, I, I just, I'm talking yeah. about like every single cast, it, but none of them were even thinking about being keepers. They were like little skinny males. And that spot, that area used to hold so many good fish this time of year. And I just, I just don't know. And there's a couple of areas like that. And I just don't know what the deal is. And, and uh, it's like those guys yesterday, uh, Robert made the comment, because we caught a, a bunch. We probably caught 30 throwbacks like yesterday mixed in with the legal fish. And, and he said, well, that's a good sign for next year. And I said, yeah, we keep telling ourselves that. We've every been saying year. that since about 2016. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think. It's uh, I don't know how these fish are ever going to ever going to grow up. There just aren't many secrets anymore, you know. I mean, there's a couple of areas where there's some better fish being caught on uh, on live bait. Some of the live baiters are, are doing okay. I don't think anybody's setting the world on fire, though. But, no, uh, no, it's the struggle is real. But what I'm trying to do is uh, I'm just mixing it up, and we're. You know, we like there was a couple of days this week we we pulled off the trout at ten or ten thirty and went red fishing and throwing some crank baits, throwing some spinner baits and and then one day we messed with an open water school. Of course, they were all giants. I don't even know why I did that, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just <laughs> trying to trying to mix things up to kind of break the monotony a little bit, you know. But if I had to if I had to pick one bait. It's been the best bait in the last two weeks. It's still that that chartreuse uh, rat tail assassin with that chartreuse uh, silver glitter, and in mm. this water, everywhere I'm fishing is kind of a sandy green. And obviously, the sun's been real bright. It's been real hot, and I think that glitter has a lot to do with it. I'm catching some on on uh, straight lime truce, but anything with glitter in it. And that, caught some yesterday on that uh, on that. Oh, I mentioned earlier on the slamming chicken, which has glitter in it. Uh, I think it makes a big difference right now. And then the jig head is, is huge. Uh, like if you put a regular eighth ounce on, you get not even half the bites that you'll get on that pro elite eighth ounce. I don't know what right. it is about that jig head. And, uh, I'm rigging them upside down through the split on those, on those rat tails and casting out just crosswind, cross current, same old story, but for the people don't know, uh, letting it sink down and, uh, all the way to the bottom, or at least it feels like it's getting to the bottom. It's probably not getting right on the bottom. And, you know, whether we're waiting or drifting, we're catching our fish in two and a half to, I'd say, five foot of water, most areas I'm fishing right now. And, uh, cause I haven't been able to get out to that stuff on the channel because of the wind. But, but, uh, but I'm letting it sink down and just almost straight retrieving and, and just, and of course, I'm throwing braid. You just barely wiggle your rod tip and that, that lure is moving a couple of feet. You know, it's, yeah, it's it's, jump, it's jumping a hell of a lot more than you think it is. If you're throwing mono, you can whip it pretty good, especially if you've got a softer tip rod. But kind of pop it a few times, whip it a little bit with the rod tip pointing towards the worm, and just pause it and just just stop, dead stick it. 
and they're just picking it up and swimming off with it. It's the most bizarre bite. It's almost like a wintertime bite mm-hmm. in this hot water. But it's it's not for everybody. I can tell you that. You get, you know, I had some new guys on the boat the other day, and they finally kind of got the hang of it. I mean, hell, one of them had never fished before. First trout we caught, he was like, what kind of fish is that? I mean, I've had, I haven't had like, you know, Kevin Van Dam and Mike Iaconelli on the boat every day. I can tell you that. But, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's hard to get used to for some people. Right. But what I do with most of the newer folks that aren't used to it, I'll put a little paddle tail on and of course they're throwing a spinner and, and just tell them to kind of slow to medium straight retrieve and stop reeling it every once in a while and then pick it back up again. And it's, it's kind of working for them too, but it's just a real, real strange bite. Uh, I've caught zero fish on top water this week. I haven't tried it a bunch, but I've, I've thrown it enough to know whether they're eating a top water. It's like everything's been down. Yeah. Everything's been down in the water column. Well, it's got to get hotter for top waters for us. I, I've seen that so many times. I remember Kevin Cochran and one of his buddies booked me one time in August because yeah. they always heard me talk about what a great top water month it was, and I was catching trout in eight and ten feet of water on top waters they had to come see it to believe it we smoked them yep. isn't that weird i guess the oxygen content or it has something to do with that i mean we're we're working slicks out of the boat in open water eight and ten feet of water and throwing top waters and just <clears throat> nuking them man i don't know isn't that weird it, well were you close to the channel when y'all did it when no did I, was, my, I was up in my backyard on the wells and stuff out and there like, in the middle yeah talking. yeah I don't know. You know, I we used to do it too. Like when they when they planted all those rocks there off the Pasadena Reef and everything. I guess right. what eighteen years ago. And and uh, I remember me and Buzzy Nat Scott Metzger one day we put the hook out on some fish and we were catching them on top water. And they both each caught a twenty seven inch trout that day. And, and I, matter of fact, I have a picture on my phone. We did it two days in a row. Uh, I have a picture on my phone. It's my screensaver on the phone. I'm talking on now that with two trout on one skitter walk two two pound trout <laughs> one time but but that was in like 10 foot of water it, it's right. just crazy but um we don't do a hell of a lot of that anymore not a lot of that going on right now but uh i don't know man we did walk in the we we walked into a few little patches of, of trout and red yesterday and it was kind of it was okay fishing it just wasn't you know it wasn't hot and heavy and, and right. i had good guys no set the just, world on fire but hey you had good people and Caught some fish, put you pay your dues. All right, That's Steve. It. Well, I know you got a role, and I do too. So, if somebody wants to call you about uh, coming and fishing with you, how do they get a hold of you, my friend? All right, man. Four zero nine two five six seven nine three seven. All right, buddy. Well, Hillman, you have a good day out there. Break a leg and uh, stay cool if that's possible. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, I yeah. appreciate it, Mick. All right, bud. Take care. Right. Later, Thank man. You. All right, it's Captain Steve Hillman in Galveston. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610, KILT Houston. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 